All right, as you guys find your seats, I have a question for you guys, and I hope that you really think through this question. I want you to share it with the people around you. Who do you say is the GOAT? Who do you say is the GOAT, the greatest of all time? You don't have to say me, I promise. Say, tell a partner, tell someone next to you. Who do you say is the GOAT, the greatest of all time? I will pretend I don't hear Tom Brady. <laughs> All right, how many Tiger Woods, huh, on his comeback? No, no golfers in here? No one cares, you're right. Okay. All right. So there was a guy. There was a boy, and he was going through middle school, and he actually was pretty short at this time, and he hadn't heard, hit a growth spurt. In fact, the sports that he loved were not sports. It was like choir and band and things like that. He was, he was not super into the sports and the athletics yet. So anyway, as he moved through high, junior high, he finally started to get a little bit taller. When he got into ninth grade, he got tall enough where he was like, okay, I'm going to play some football. Like football, and, and that's kind of my sport. I loved football. That was, that was a lot of fun. I was into that. But then this guy, he was like, wait, but I really, really love basketball. And so in 10th grade, he finally got to about 6'2", and he said, okay, I'm going to try out for the basketball team. Because why not, right? You got to try out. He was pretty good. He played a lot with his cousins, which was really awesome in their backyard. They had a hoop. And so they played a lot over the summer. He had some coaching and some training that went on. When he became a sophomore in high school, he decided to go out for the basketball team. When he went out for the basketball team, guys were listening. When he went out for the basketball team, he tried out and he got news that he didn't make the team. He, there was one spot that he could have filled, but the guy one inch taller than him, who was 6'3", got the starting place and he didn't have a spot on the bench for him. So he said, you know what, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep trying because I believe that I can play basketball and I love playing basketball. So he got a personal trainer over that school year and into the summer and decided I'm going to really focus on this sport because this is really important to me and this is a sport that I, I think that I could be good at. And so on, he, he finally becomes a junior in high school and a senior in high school. He makes the team, he's starter. He becomes one of the like best high school players that we know still. And then he goes to uh, North Carolina University. Go Duke! I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I would rather cheer for Duke, but it's fine. So he goes to North Carolina University and he becomes one of the reigning basketball champs who's just like taking record after record. And then he gets into the NBA. And guys, how many of you guys know this story? Does anyone know who this is? This is Michael Jordan, the GOAT, the GOAT of basketball, right? The greatest of all time. And so many of you are like, what, LeBron James, right? No, no, kick him to the curb, right? Come on, Michael Jordan paved the way for everybody, all right? You'd take a history lesson, would you, kids? All right, so, but here's the thing. Here's what I want you to think about. And this is something I so believe. I so believe that Jesus is the goat. All right? I so believe it. Guys, this man who came, who was recorded in not only... Guys, sometimes people think, oh, the stories of the Bible talk about Jesus. Well, not only 
is the historical account of Jesus recorded in the scriptures, but the historical account of Jesus is recorded in numerous other books throughout history that talk about this Jesus of Nazareth who was born in Bethlehem that they saw doing amazing things. And then they say, whoa, so people are saying that he is like he came back from the dead and they're like living like it. How crazy is that? And so Jesus is the goat, but before he left earth, he also, not only is he the greatest of all time, but he left us the greatest commandment of all time. It's called the Great Commission. And this Great Commission was go, go out. Don't just sit in your little home. Don't just sit in your little family. Don't just decide to be, have your own personal little decisions to follow Jesus. Go out, get out of your comfort zone, follow Jesus. But not only that, make disciples of other people. Go out and choose to share your story with those around you, baptizing them. Amen, Greta. Thank you. It was so great seeing you get baptized. It was an amazing decision that she made. Guys, if you haven't been baptized, and if you're a believer in Jesus, it is a next step for you to continue to grow in your faith and to, to experience what God has called us towards in his word. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to obey all that I have commanded. And then it goes even further. And Jesus says this to them. And guys, this is crazy. He says, and I am going to be with you forever." and to the end of the age. Jesus says, I am going to be with you. No question, don't worry about it. I'm there, and I'm going to be working through you. But the disciples didn't understand that yet. Now we can understand that a little bit more. And what he was saying was that he was going to bring the Holy Spirit. He talks about this in the Gospel of John, that the Holy Spirit, a helper, is going to come. That when I go, I am going to send this helper because I have to go. And this helper is going to be with you forever and is going to be a part of the way that you live your life. But the Holy Spirit had not yet come because Jesus had just ascended. And then we move into this moment in Acts. Acts in the letters to the Romans, right? We go Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. This is the New Testament of the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And then the next book after John is Acts. And in Acts, what that refers to, it's called the Acts of the Apostles or the Acts of those who knew Jesus. All right. So these people, they saw Jesus living his life. They saw him die on the cross. And then they saw him be raised up to life three days later. And not only that, but we read in Acts 1, Jesus was with them after he had died and resurrected for 40 days, appearing to people, appearing to the disciples, appearing to followers, showing them that he physically resurrected, that he physically came back to life. And it's a recorded account in history that Jesus did this. And then Jesus, in front of a ton of people, decided not only am I going to show you who I am by raising from from the dead, but in front of his disciples and some of those who were following him at that moment, he was raised up into heaven and they watched him go. And what he was signifying, what he was trying to reveal to his disciples and to us now is that he never died. When he was raised up into heaven, he was raised physically and spiritually by God to sit at the right hand of the Father 
and to be alive forever so that we can have hope in who Jesus is. And then we get into this next portion of scripture. And this is the portion that we're going to camp out on tonight. But here's what I want you guys to start thinking about is this idea of revival. Revival is God's supernatural movement in a specific place. God's supernatural movement that when we believe that God will move, he's going to show up. God's going to move, and he's going to help people understand who they are inside of him. Many of you have experienced God's work in your heart. Many of you have recognized, no, I am a sinner, and I need Jesus to not only cleanse me of my unrighteousness, but so that I can live with him forever, and so I can live for him here and now. Many of you have had that experience. And so what Jesus was doing here is he is about to send the Holy Spirit. And and this is where we start to see this revival begin to take place. Because, hear this, without the Holy Spirit, we couldn't have revival. The Holy Spirit's power is what gives us the confidence, is what gives us God's movement here on earth, is what helps us to be able to understand what God is calling us towards. Without the Holy Spirit, we couldn't have revival. But Jesus, knowing exactly what he was doing, ascended into heaven, and in a couple of days, he sent the Holy Spirit to be with us forever. And we pick this up in Acts 2, 1 through 12. We're going to read this together. You don't have to read with me. Just look on with me as I'm reading, okay? If you have a Bible, you're welcome to open up to it. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. All right, so this day of Pentecost, Pentecost at this time is about seven weeks after Easter, right? So this is actually, this year Pentecost is on June 4th, I believe. So it's seven weeks. This Pentecost is actually, it's the Greek word for the Jewish festival, and it was called the Feast of Weeks. And this meant in in Israel at this time, there were two different harvests. You know how we have one harvest at the end of August, all the farmers are out in the fields and they're harvesting the corn and the soybeans and and all of that kind of stuff. In this time, they, they were able to have two harvests because of the weather and the different climate. And this wheat harvest that happened in spring, the start of it, was what they considered the Feast of Weeks. And what it was was this huge celebration that commemorated all that had happened through the Passover and over the past 40 days. All right? And so what had happened here is all, this is so important because it shows what God was trying to do in his overall plan for this whole event, is all of these Jewish people from all over the nations that were surrounding Israel would come in for Passover, and they would come to worship God. But they wouldn't just come for Passover, they would stay throughout all of those weeks to be a part of all of the festivities. In Jewish culture, festivals were like like the thing to do, am I right? We have like 4th of July, Thanksgiving, and Christmas and Easter. Big whoop. They had like ones every month or twice a month for weeks on end. They like knew what was happening. Am I right? And so this is what's happening is they are celebrating together. They're remembering what God had done. And we make it to this point where at Pentecost, all of these people from all over the nations 
are together in one place in the Jerusalem, okay? In Jerusalem. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them, right? Imagine the fire emoji on top of your head. Am I right? Okay. All right, this is what's happening. All of them, all of the people in this room that were gathered who were worshiping God and remembering what he had done, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews, Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, when they heard the sound of, of them speaking all of these different languages, a crowd came together in one place in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each one of us is able to hear them in our native language? And then it lists all the different people groups that were there at that time. And so then we continue after that. Let's go. Both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Guys, sometimes people ask this question. They're like, why is it that things like this don't still happen? Well, here's something that I, I think we need to clarify here. This was the first time the Holy Spirit came and God was going to go big or go home. Amen. And so he, he did not want them to miss this because Jesus had made a promise. We're all listening. I hope Jesus had made a promise back while he was living with them. And he said, I am sending the Holy Spirit to you. The Holy Spirit came and guys, not only did it come, but you couldn't miss it, right? Like you can't miss an experience like that. But not only that, there's something that's really incredible about this that's even more significant is immediately upon the Holy Spirit coming, these disciples were given power and these disciples were given an opportunity with the Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, to speak in different languages so that more people would hear in their own language the gospel of Jesus Christ and who Jesus was, why he came, why he died, why he resurrected, and what that means for us. See, this is the thing. If Jesus was not raised from the... Oh, sorry. We're going to keep going. Sorry. The coming of the Holy Spirit into the lives of the disciples... The coming of the Holy Spirit into the lives of the disciples enabled and equipped them with power in the same way, in the same way, and this is in the same way in your own life, in the life that you are living, the coming of the Holy Spirit into our lives enables and equips us with power to fulfill the Great Commission. 
God gave us as his disciples, as people belonging to him, as his children, as those who have decided to follow Jesus and not the world, he gave us the Holy Spirit to give us power in the midst of the darkness of this world so that we can have confidence to share who Jesus is, so that we can have courage to go out to get uncomfortable in our lives and to actually share who Jesus is so that everyone hears that name and that gospel message. Guys, the Holy Spirit wasn't just given to you for no reason. The Holy Spirit was given to you so that you could have power. And that power isn't something that you get to have selfishly to do whatever you want. It's not like a genie in a bottle, give me, grant me three wishes, and you wish that you could have all the infinity wishes in the world, right? That's not the kind of power that he's saying. What he is saying is, the power that I have given you is my power to do what I have called you to do, and I'm going to show you how to do that, but you have to be willing to listen and to walk with me as I reveal where I'm calling you to go. I always tell you guys, middle schoolers, Hear me, God created you so uniquely, but he didn't create you just uniquely for no reason. He created you uniquely so that he could use you for a unique purpose to do his will. And he wants to use you and he's given you the Holy Spirit. And as we look towards the next weeks, as we think about this, as we think about where God is calling us to go as a Westwood student ministry, as a middle school ministry here at Westwood, my hope is that you wouldn't take this lightly. My hope is that you would choose to be bold. That's my hope. Over the next weeks, you're going to be invited to go out of your way to get uncomfortable and to be bold with your friends to invite them here to Westwood, to invite them to Westwood Students Party, to share with them what you believe at different times. And yeah, it might be a little scary right now. Guess what? You don't have to have all the answers either. I don't. And yet I get to the opportunity to share with you every week what God is doing. What I want you to hear tonight, and as you go into your small groups, is to be bold over the next couple of weeks. Over the next three, four weeks, I want you to choose to be bold, to go out of your way, to get uncomfortable, and choose to go and to find who is it that God is calling and putting on your heart to invite here to hear the good news of Jesus over the next month. Guys, I love you. I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to go to small groups. All right, let's pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you that you are a God who is working in our lives and that you have sent the Holy Spirit upon us. And God, you did it in an amazing way at that one time. But Lord, that power is actually in us. Thank you. Lord, I pray that we would be bold for you. Lord, I pray that we would go out of our ways and get uncomfortable when we need to so that we can share who you are with those around us and in our spheres of influence. God, you love us and you have brought us here together to be one community in unity. Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. Have an awesome night. I love you guys. Have a great week.